Hey there, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Dell of Gospel of Repentance Ministries. Remember the theme, Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I love that. So thank you once again for tuning in. And what I want to talk about in this episode is I want to talk about a particular gift that we have been granted by God. And that gift is not a gift that we would rather accept or have, but it comes with, I would say, the package or the, the deal or the gift of salvation, and that is suffering. Suffering. Now, you're probably scratching your head and, and pondering and considering what I'm saying right now and saying, okay, Dale, how in the world is suffering a gift? Why in the world would God give us a gift of suffering? Suffering is always negative. It deals with pain and anguish and disappointment and hurt and letdown and shock and betrayal and all those negative things. And you're right. Uh, suffering encompasses all those uh, negative uh, scenarios and, and much more. However, it is part of the cup that we as Christians on this earth must drink. We have to be willing to suffer for the sake of the Lord uh, Jesus Christ. And we will if we're faithful to him. But if we bow out and turn the other way, then it would prove that that individual was not really saved to begin with. They were there only to make, perhaps receive uh, blessings from God, positive things, uh, nice things, but when the good times ran out, so did they, proving that they were not truly born again. Remember what John chapter, first John rather, chapter 2 verse 19 says, it says, they went out from us because they were not really of us. Uh, if they were really of us, they would, they would have remained with us, but they went out of us so that it, it could be made manifest that they were not truly of us. So John, the apostle, is saying those who do not remain in the truth were not really uh, children of God to begin with. They masqueraded as if they were. But like I said, when the good times ran out and the suffering came in, they decided to uh, jump ship and go to what they believe are greener pastures, something that's easy, something that's comfortable and for them, unfortunately, something that is a lie. At any rate, suffering is a gift. It is not one that we can take or leave if we have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then suffering is a byproduct of the Christian life. We cannot get away from it. Now, the degree of suffering that a person undergoes depends upon what God has laid out for, for that individual. For Paul, he suffered the loss of all things, he said. I mean, we read of him suffering probably like hardly no other apostle or person in history. I mean, Jesus Christ notwithstanding. So, I mean, because Jesus Christ died for the sins of the entire world, no one else could ever uh, qualify to shoulder that um, incalculable burden that he did. But 
Paul, you know, as a human being, suffered very, very, very tremendously uh, for his um, faithfulness to God. As a matter of fact, when we read Acts chapter 9, it talks about that Paul was a chosen vessel of Jesus Christ to bear his name among the Gentiles and kings and throughout Israel. And Jesus is speaking to one of his disciples by the name of Ananias in that chapter. And he is saying to Ananias, he says, I must show him what great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Must is an imperative, which means it was not an option. Paul was going to go through the worst of human suffering that uh, was possible or, or that which which God had allotted to him. I mean, he had to drink a very bitter cup. And Paul himself says, he says, with much striving and tribulations, we must enter into the kingdom of God. And that's this is not a popular message I know that I'm speaking. And this is not what you generally hear from the pulpit about the uh, the Christian life that is that it's it can be a life of a tremendous anguish and a life of tremendous pain and a life of tremendous disappointment and loss and betrayal and so many other uh, hurtful things this is not the message that we want to hear this is not the message that we want to discuss but we have to keep our sights uh, clear uh, ladies and gentlemen we have to remember what Christ had to undergo to secure our salvation and to deliver us from uh, darkness and translate us into his marvelous light so without further ado I want to read a few passages of scripture to bolster and to support what I'm saying regarding suffering being a gift Jesus in John chapter 16 himself said this he says I'm looking at the last verse in that chapter uh, verse 33 says these things I have spoken unto you that you might have peace in the world you shall have tribulation but be of good cheer I have overcome the world so tribulation is um, is, a, is a promise it's like, once again it's not one that we rather have because who wants to deal with negativity in their life but it is part of the cup that we must drink and that and that and, and in our Christian experience we should expect and be prepared for negative consequences in our life let me give you an example of one that would be very very hard to deal with say for instance you have um, a husband and a wife alright and they both they're married but they're both unconverted they're both still uh, unsaved they're in their sins and the husband decides or rather he comes to faith in Jesus Christ once the gospel is preached to him and he repents of his sins and he confesses Jesus as Lord and his Savior and he begins to live a life of uh, righteousness and he starts to um, grow in his uh, sanctification well his wife she has remained unconverted and she hates Christians and she hates God she hates the Bible she blasphemes she curses God because she thinks God is unfair maybe perhaps in her life she was a church-going woman and she her mother 
say for instance, uh, became terminally ill, maybe had cancer, and she prayed for her mother to get well, and her mother did not, and she ended up dying. And so now the daughter, which is now the unconverted wife, has turned her back on God and is shaking her fist at God every single day because in her mind's eye, God let her down and did not hear her prayer and let her mother die of this uh, terrible disease. So she figures God is either not real or if he is real, he is unloving. So she has a history with God that is negative in her estimation. So she remains unconverted. Here's the point I'm trying to make. Uh, there's the fact that you're dealing with light and darkness in a marriage can be so severe and so strained and so intense that it could lead to a divorce. It could lead to a divorce. I mean, so that is some of the suffering that a converted person can go through. I mean, it could destroy the most intimate and closest of relationship. And we have to be willing to endure that type of suffering possibly for the sake of Jesus Christ. Now, I ask you, do you believe that uh, your relationship to God is that important that you're willing to forsake all other relationships if necessary to hold on to him? Because if you turn away, then it, it's, it's proof positive that you were never really in the faith at all. Because when the good times stopped or the good times ran out, you ran out as well and you turned your back on the Lord and you've decided that this Christian life is not what you wanted in the first place because you did just like the disciples did or the would-be disciples did in John chapter 6 when Jesus was saying to them what they, what they needed to do in order to follow him. He said, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And now, of course, they took that literally and they became offended by what he was saying, thinking that he was promoting cannibalism and um, I mean, as we would call maybe today, vampirism, drinking his blood. I'm like, that's that's a gross picture. That's crass. That's offensive. But that's not what Jesus was literally saying. I mean, he was saying that, I mean, if you're going to follow me, you have to believe in me. You have to uh, attach yourself to me. You have to follow me and you have to do whatever it takes to get to me. And so when the would-be disciples heard that they were offended and they turned their backs on him and they walked away and they did not, and they did not follow him anymore. So they were masquerading as true followers, but they really were not. Here's another passage that deals with suffering as a gift. It's in the book of Philippians and it's chapter one and we're going to go to verse 29. All right. This is what it says. It says, for unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him but also to suffer for his sake this is Paul talking to the church at Philippi now notice what he says here he's talking about actually two gifts in this 29th verse the first gift is the gift of believing God grants us the gift to believe on him for our salvation but also he says there is a second gift and that gift is the gift of suffering okay so i'm not just not i'm, I'm not just making it up suffering is indeed a gift uh, we looked at it in john chapter 16 verse 33 just a moment ago and now here it is in philippians chapter 1 verse 
29. And there are other uh, scripture passages that deal also with the um, with suffering as a gift, and that um, that is our lot. That is the cup that we all must drink, either to a small or medium or very large degree in our lives. And I know that is something that is unpopular. We rather not discuss it. We rather not talk about it. We don't want to accept suffering as a gift, but. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, we've had it pretty good here in the United States of America, but the things that we see now and the way the things are now, you need to get prepared and get ready because it's not going to always remain this way. It's going to get worse for us as Christians because the world looks at, looks at us as unloving and tolerant and just plain out, um, out of our minds and insensitive and they don't believe that people could be like that I mean because we're we're intolerant of things like uh, homosexuality we're intolerant of things uh, like lesbianism uh, we don't support what a lot of people support I mean because we live in what we call a postmodern society and we live in a also a society that is uh, relativistic in other words truth is relative there is no absolute truth in the minds of a lot of people because Biblical truth is too narrow-minded, and and because of that, they have decided. Uh, most people have decided, okay, I'm going to uh, distrust the Bible. I'm going to uh, dismiss it. I'm going to act like it doesn't exist, because if we embrace that type of truth, then we have to conform to it. We have to stop doing the things that we like to do, and do what God has commanded us to do. And, and most people are unwilling to do that because it cramps their corrupt lifestyle, and but those of us who are believers know we have to walk a um, a tight, narrow road, which leads to life in peace. And and because we are a square that can't fit into a circle, we are going to be the outsiders. We're going to be the off scouring of the world. We're going to be the scum of the earth. And people believe because of that work, we can be dumped on. We can be ridiculed. We can be talked about and most and even more uh, offensively defame and mock God and, and the Jesus that we serve but they're going to do that to their own destruction and to their own hurt so that's all I wanted to talk about regarding suffering once again it is a gift it is like I said it is, it is not a gift that we rather have but it is a gift nonetheless praise God for you listening God bless you until next time